0: Okay, we're going to pick it up from the Gemara on the bottom of the Tzadi Tesamid Beis. The Gemara says like this: Iboi shliach keman. Who is a shliach like? Now we saw in the Mishnah that if an almana who's a shliach of the yoseimim, if she sells their uh, their uh, merchandise for them, their lands for them, and she is she undersells it at all, it's a problem. We also know the Mishnah said that if a bezdin sells it, it, it's a valid sale if it's at least within a sixth. So the question is: Is the average shliach like a yisoyma that even a slight undervalue? So you tell someone to sell something for ten dollars, they sell it for nine. Is it like an almana that it's possible that the the, 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 the the transaction is null and void, or is the average shliach like bezdin? Now, toyzus has an obvious kasha, which is we had in yesterday's daf that you could say to a shliach let that you could say to a shliach I sent you to help me, not to hurt me. So a shliach is we have already established that a shliach that undersells it by mistake. That makes an error in judgment undersells it is is null and void. So what's the gemara's kasha? So Tosis quotes that it's talking about a shliach of bezdin. The kasha is is a shliach of bezdin like bezdin that he has a six. Or no, Bezdin is special that it has up to a six because Bezdin, we want Bezdin to be strong and to have established strength. A shliach of Bezdin, if Bezdin sends a guy to do for them, that does not have the status of Bezdin. That's the Gemara's kasha. So is a shliach of Bezdin like Bezdin or is a shliach like a standard shliach that if they undersell it all, it's null and void? So the Gemara says in Davkof, Rav, Omer, Abnachman and shliach, Kedayonim. The shliach is like a dayan that he has, uh, that as long as the sale is within six Six of the value, it's a good sale. Rishuma b'isna, I'm Rabbi Nachman He says no, that a shliach a is like an Almana. So the Gemara explains. Rabbi, I'm Rabbi Nachman Shliach Adayonim. Rabbi says that a shliach is like a dayan. Madayonim lavle didu. Avshliach nami lavle didu. Why is it that the shliach a is like a dayan and not a standard shliach, not the Almana? Because the Gemara says Madayonim lavle didu. Avshliach nami lavle didu. La fuke la fuke almano della dida the reason why <clears throat> That uh, shliach is like dayanim, it's just like dayanim, are doing things not for themselves; they're selling it for others. So, to shliach of Bezdin is not doing it for himself, as opposed to an Almana, which, while she's a shliach, she's still at least selling it for her own benefit. Therefore, he feels that a shliach of Bezdin is not more is not comparable to an Almana; it's more comparable to Bezdin itself. bizna Nachman Kalmana A Yachid. He says, no, Shlecha Bezin is more comparable to Ammana because it's a Yachid. As opposed to Bezin, where we want Bezin to be strong and it's a Kayach of the Rabbim, Bezin represents the Tzibar. Therefore, as long as they're within a six, it's fine. But a Yachid. A yachid is, uh, is 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 not uh, a yachid is not uh, a shliach of bezdin is more comparable to a yachid and therefore it's like a standard shliach. What's halacha? A shliach a shliach. All shluchim are the same, which is that if they undersell at all, it sells null and void. So, umayshen so about this answer. Right now, you're saying that if a shliach um, undersells or or does anything to cause a loss. To the Mishaleach, it's null and void. Here's the Kasha. It's in pretty simple Kasha, simple Territ. We had in yesterday's daf that we know that for Truma, the standard is 40, 40, 50, or 60th are the options. Uh, If you were generous, it was a 40th. If you're stingy, a 60th. And the average person is a 50th. The Halacha is that if you give a 40th for someone who's standard, the Halacha is that it's valid. But wait a minute. That's that's, 10% uh, you made a mistake of 10%. So why why is it why isn't it null and void? If you're telling me that a causes a loss, the meshaleich at all, the sale is null and void. So why do we give him a leeway of ten percent? The gemara says, uh, We had a mishi yesterday. If someone says to the that he says, "Go and separate Shuma for me." Term is He should try to get in the mindset of the person. Is he stingy? Is he generous? And if he doesn't know the mindset of the albayis, tarim he should go standard a fiftieth. Now, let's say he did a sixtieth, a or a fortieth. it's valid. But wait a minute, that's a that's a potential error in ten percent. So why is it valid? So the Gemara says very simply, because there are people that give a sixty. can Listen, you can't make a mistake. If you make a mistake, then it's a sales null and void. But if, if he separates a 40th, which is very, very uh, acceptable for someone who's generous, so you could say to the Mishleach, I thought you were generous. It's not a mistake. It's not like I, I undervalued. I, I thought you'd be comfortable giving a 40th, which is a, a very, very reasonable halachic option. You could say to the Shliach, I, I did not want you to make a mistake. There's a difference. There's a major difference. Amrav Hu Nebarachanina Amrav Allah Allah That if a discrepancy in any any bit invalidates the, the Bezdin sale meaning Rishon Shem felt the Chum I'm sorry, invalidate a, 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 a six. According to the, the rabbanan and Rishon Gamliel argue about if Bezdin sells and they make a mistake more than a six, the Chum say it's Null and void, Rishon Womliel says, no, it's still good, because Ma'kayich Yafa, because Bezdin has to have strength, and if we undermine Bezdin, that undermines the authority. So he says, the of meaning that if a Bezdin goes over a sixth, it's null and void. Not like Rishon Womliel, who said that Ma'kayich um, Yafa, that we want to strengthen Bezdin's hand, that we don't want to undermine them. So the Gemara says, so of Nachman, who disagrees with Rosh seems to not hold of this svara of Makayich Bezdin Yafa. So the question is, is that true? But the Reb Nachman, and know Nachman is saying that if you make a mistake, let's say they make a 30% mistake, it's null and void. Rishonim would say that it's valid because that we want Bezdin to be strong. We don't want to undermine them. So Rav Nachman is not going with that svara, which means Rav Nachman doesn't believe in that svara. The problem is Rav Nachman employed that svara Ma'akeich in the following brayso. So what's the difference? Ham Rav Nachman and Well, Yisoy Bezim, I mean an apotropis. So you have a you have Yisoyimim, who are under Bar mitzvah, so they have to split the inheritance. So there's four fields, right? So they have to allocate who gets which field and which direction, all that stuff. So halacha is that Bezin gives them an apatropis, give gives them a trustee to to take care of their finances. Now the question is once they become bar mitzvah, could they undo what that Apatropos did. So let's say that Apatropos decided Ruvain gets the northeast field, Shimon gets the southeast field. The question is, when they become Bar Mitzvah, can they undo that or no? Is it, uh, is it uh, set in stone? The the first opinion says that um, Shmuel, I'm sorry, Shmuel, this is called Shmuel. Shmuel says that when they become Bar Mitzvah, they could undo it. Meaning the Apatropos is trying to help them. If when they become Bar Mitzvah and they have their own voice and they say, we don't want that help, then it's undone. ReNachemidei <inaudible> <No>. Amar ReNachem disagrees. He said he can deal with any You can't. When they become bar mitzvah, they cannot protest and undo the division. Why? <inaudible> because you're undermining bezdin. So you see ReNachem himself says employs the Svara of makayich of we don't want bezdin to be undermined. So the question is so do we accept this does he say this far or not so why in our mishnah does he say that a sale of a mistake more than a sixth is null and void he's not worried about undermining bezdin but when it comes to un- undoing the apatropos decision he-, he says you can't because it's undermining bezdin so is he worried about undermining bezdin or not so my answer is very simply the answer is in our mishnah they made a mistake if they made a mistake of more than a six we're not worried about undermining bezdin they made a mistake in the case of apotropus There's no mistake. The children just don't like the decision. There was no mistake. As the Gemara is going to explain, the Gemara says, if if there's no mistake, then why are they undoing it? The answer is because they're just not comfortable with the directions. Meaning, the the case of Rav Nachman, where he doesn't want to undermine Bezdin, is where in Apatrop is decided, Shimon, the son Shimon gets the northeast side, Reuven gets the southeast side, okay, of the field. That's not a mistake. Ruby might get up and say, Listen, I'm more comfortable in the northeast. I don't like the southeast. It's, it's, there are bees there, whatever it is. I'm not comfortable, or it's not near my, my bedroom, whatever it is. That's not a mistake. So Renachem says, If the Bezen didn't make a mistake, we're not going to undermine their authority. But if Bezen made a mistake, If Bezen made a mistake, then, uh, then yeah, we feel comfortable undermining them for sure. Um, okay. Kiasar of Dimi, Amr, Maisa of Amr, of, okay, so you have again the Chacham, say, if there's a mistake more than a sixth, we, uh ha, it's sale is null one void by bezdin. says no, even more than a six. It's a good sale because you don't bezdin. So Rav Dimi says like this. Nice of us a Rabbi issued a ruling like the chachamim that the bezdin made a mistake of more than a six, and Rabbi Paskin that the bezdin is incorrect and null void voided the sale. Amar LaFanov, parta of parta, parta, parta of then parta the son of part parta the grandson of parta agadol interesting. Uh, he said Im He said which is that if we're going to undermine Bezdin, that Bezdin has no strength. So Rebbe originally ruled like the Rabbonah and undid the sale. Then Rav Parte said, what about Roshim Amlil? So he says, okay. So the Gemara says that he changed his mind. Rebbe undid his Maisa, meaning he, he, he retracted his retraction and he made the sale valid again. Okay. Now the Gemara says So the Gemara continues, that's the first version of the story. That Rebbe issued a verdict like the Rabbanon and then reneged it, undid the verdict to follow Shimliel. Rabdi Masniak. has a different version of the story. The Rasafar I'm sorry, that was Rabdi's version. Rebdima has the following version. Maiso bigish Rabi Not that Rebbe actually Paskin like the rabbanon and undid his verdict. Rebbe wanted to pasken like the Chumni, he thought about pasken like the Loyal then, Maysa. Um, then when he heard the Roshengul yoshita Shita, he didn't pasken like the rabbanon. So the first version is that he pasken like the rabbanon and he retracted. The second version is that he didn't pasken like the rabbanon. he wanted to, and then he decided not. So the Gemara feels that, like, the simple, shot of the Gemara and this is the Gemara's conclusion is that it's just two different versions of what happened the Gemara now actually believes that there's like a fundamental deeper machloikas of these two versions the halacha is that if a judge makes a mistake in halacha the the mistake is still good meaning the psak is still valid he just has to rectify let's say financially let's say the rav makes a judgment error and he issues ten dollars to A, and he shouldn't have. So the p'sak is still strong, but he has the judge has to give ten dollars to to reimburse uh, A for losing money. But the p'sak is still niskayim. However, if he made a mistake in something that's a clear mishnah, pashtus, then uh, it's such an egregious error that the mistake is uh, is reversed. So perhaps that's the Machlegas <laughs> over here rebbe paskining like the Rabban over the gemara feels is such an egregious error it's like because we generally passing like roshim omeliel so passing like the Rab, rabbonne over them is like mishnah. it's like making a mistake in the mishnah the two versions are arguing if a rav makes a mistake in a clear mishnah do we retract the the psaq the first version had it that he paskin like the rabbanon, then he realized his mistake it was so egregious tab the mishnah he was choiser. The second version didn't have that. He didn't actually paskin that way. He wanted to. The implication is, had he actually paskin like the rabbanon, he would not retract the view because even top of the arvishon, you're not choiser. So the two versions are arguing: if a rav makes a mistake in a clear mishnah, he paskins negative clear mishnah. In this case, possibly like the rabbanon, mishnah, is possibly like a clear mishnah. Make a mistake in a clear mishnah. Do you retract the statement? or not. So the Gemara says, no, this is what I said before. Really, you could say that everyone agrees if you make a mistake in a Mishnah, you have to actually retract the, the Psaac. So what's the two versions over here? There's no deep machlegis. it's just the argument, what happened? One feels that in this case, Rebbe actually passed. One feels that he wanted to. It's not a deep machlegis. it's just of what happens. The of okay. Okay, Amr Rav Yosef. If an Almana sells land, the guarantee is for the assignment, meaning if it turns out this land was stolen or there was a mortgage on the land and there was a lien on the property and it's taken away. So if, so if an Almana sells John land and it turns out the land was stolen, when john wants his money back he doesn't go to the yosaim he goes to he doesn't go to the alman or the widow he goes to the assignment obedineh similarly if a Bezdin sells land for yosaim and it turns out the land is stolen or there's a mortgage on the land is and it's taken away um and it's taken away then it goes. Uh, they don't go to the Bezdin for the for the to be reimbursed. They go to the assignment So the Gemara says, "Pshita." It's pashit. Of course, the Amana, Amana is a is a shliach. Why would we go to her? She's a shliach of the assignment Of course, if uh, you never you, know, you don't kill the messenger, so she's a shliach. So why would why would she have to pay? So the Gemara says, The truth is, it's pashit. Almana, that was not the chiddush. Ki Go to the next page. The is when the Bezin sells it. You might think every time a Bezin sells it, everyone is made aware of it. So if it was stolen or if there was a mortgage, you'd think that they would know about it before. So you might think that because none of this came out, it's as if he bought it without a guarantee. And if it's taken away, he can't go to anybody because it's sort of like you knew. You, you, you should have known there was nothing on, because if there was something on, I would have known about it. So it's sort of like he bought it unconditionally. Kamash will know that if there's a um, if it's mortgaged or stolen, they, they they talk and get their money back. They just don't go to business and they go to the assignment. Okay. The Mishnah then said that Rashim Leel holds that if there is an error in uh, judgment, more than a six, it's still a valid sale. So the question is, so the question is, how much of an error is still good? If they, Let's say they sell a $100 plot of land by mistake for, for $1, a dollar. the 99% mistake. Is that also is that also, um, a valid settlement? Is there ever a point where it's too much? Ad kama, how much? Where even Rav Shem Leo feels it's not valid. ad palga. Up to 50% he's comfortable. A 51% mistake, no good. The Gemara says... The price is similarly states, The price says that if you have a land that's worth 200, they sell for 100, it's still valid. Which implies 100, which is 50%, is still valid. Anything more than 50%, an error of more than 50%, is no good. Bezin shemachu Shala We know that generally when a Bezin sells the orphans property they have to announce it for 30 days to try to get the best uh, best price possible. If they do it without that, so they they, they messed up. they sold it without making announcement. NASA Kamisha bar mission of it's like making a mistake in halacha and the sale is null and void. It's like making a mistake in halacha and it's So the Gemara, before we address that concept, the Gemara just says, what does it mean? It's like making a mistake. It's making a mistake. They made a mistake in something mission what's It's like they made a mistake. It is a mistake. Nasu the the Mishnah clearly states that they would announce every morning and at night that they implant on selling it for thirty days. So why is it it's like they made a mistake in in a Mishnah? They made a mistake in a Mishnah. What's it like? Yeah, that Mishnah that says that you have to that could be the Shliach of Bezdin have to, but when Bezdin itself does it, maybe it's not as clear. So it's like making a mistake. Okay. But the point of this halacha is that if Bezin sells without making the announcements, it's null and void. Even if they sold, they got a good deal. It doesn't matter. If you have a $100 piece of land and they sell for 100 bucks. they got a good deal. They got the value. It's still null and void. If they sell without announcing, it's still null and void. Here's the problem. The problem is we're going to have a price that indicates that as long as they don't get ripped off, even without an announcement, it's a good sale. So right now we're saying that without an announcement, it's null and void. Always, doesn't matter whether they, they made a mistake, got the value, didn't get the value, it's null and void. The problem is the price, it says, If they undervalued it as sixth or not, our Mishnah said, Right, according to the Rabbanon, if they undervalued it as sixth, they made a mistake of more than a sixth, then it's bottle. Let's say they got value for it it's a good sale. And the Mishnah is talking about a case where they did not announce it. I'll prove it to you because the end of the Mishnah says, if you remember from yesterday's off, the end of the Mishnah says that if they made the announcement, then it doesn't matter what price they got it's acceptable because the whole reason why more than a six is a problem is because they made a mistake but if they announce it for a month then that's obviously the, the best price they can get so the beginning of the mission is talking about they did not make an announcement and the indication of the mission is that as long as they don't get ripped off it's a good sale so you have one case we said that if they didn't make an announcement it's null and void the Mishnah indicates not like that because the Mishnah indicates that when there's no announcement as long as they don't get ripped off, it's still a good sale. So, which one is it? So, the Gemara first says maybe our mission is talking about a case where they made the announcement. It can't be. The is is because it can't be because the end of the mission is talking about where they made the announcement. Because the end of the mission says, "If they made the announcement, if they made the announcement that the even if they sold it at fifty percent of value, then it's not a mistake because because um, uh, it, it's not a mistake because." Um, um, because they got the best price possible. So the beginning of the mission is where they make the announcement, and you see that when they make the announcement, it's still a valid sale, as long as they don't get ripped off. So is it a valid sale or not? One b'risa says yes, our mission indicates not. I'm sorry, the b'risa says it's not a good sale, the mission indicates that it is a good sale. So is it a good sale or not when they don't get the announcement, when they're not ripped off? So the answer is, The answer is very simple certain things you make the announcement for, certain things you don't. You make the announcement on land. You don't make the announcement when you're selling property, like slaves, like movables, like diamonds. You don't make the announcement. So the answer is, is it a good sale when you didn't make the announcement? The answer is very simple. Well, it depends. If it needs the announcement, like land, then it's not a good sale. If it doesn't need the announcement, then of course it's a good sale. So the Gemara says, What are examples of things that you don't make the announcement in advance of their sale? Um, slaves, movable property, and shtaros. Now, why isn't? Why don't you make the announcement by those things? Right, making the announcement makes a lot of sense because if you announce that you're going to sell it, you'll get the best price possible. So I, I get by land for sure. Why, why are you not doing it by slaves and by movables? So the Gemara says, The slave, we're afraid if the slave knows that he's going go to go onto market in 30 days, he might escape. So you, you don't want to announce for 30 days before that you're going to be selling a slave. It's not a good idea. Movables also. Movables is also not a good idea because if people know, let's say there's a Rolex. If you announce for 30 days that you're selling the Rolex, people know that that Rolex is going to be sold. Then what's going to happen is people might steal it. right? If they know that there's a transfer going anyway, that it's up for sale, there's more of a chance that it might get stolen. Okay. So that's the first answer. Of Again, one Bryce says that if there's no hachraza, the sale is null and void. The Mishnah indicates not like that. So the first answer was, it depends if it's an item that needs hachraza. Second answer is, kam and kam If you remember, it's all talking about land. But if you remember, there are certain times where we don't announce. Right? Like for a burial. Like if they need to sell land to make up the funeral, they don't announce it because they don't have time. Or let's say to pay off Taxes you can't wait for 30 days, you got to pay taxes right away. So, the answer is very simple Is the sale null and void without an announcement? The answer is, Well, d- is does it require announcement? If it requires announcement, like most land, then it's null and void. If it doesn't require announcement, like you're selling for taxes or for a funeral, then it's fine. Or the third answer is. Or the answer could be is there were certain locations they never made announcements. It wasn't the Minagamakam. In Nardah. they never announced. So because they never announced in Arda, so when the Mishnah indicates that it's good without an announcement, it's talking about a location where they don't announce. Now why is it they don't announce in Nardas? So the Gemara says, and, uh, the, the, the Talmudim thought the reason why they don't announce in Arda, they never made an announcement from Bezdin before they sold the orphan's property, was just because they didn't have to, because everyone was so they were so expert in business they didn't need to announce for 30 days to get a good price. But the Gemara says it's not true. The reason why they didn't announce it in Nardo'ah was not because they were such expert in business. It was actually because people did not want to buy the land. Think about it. Every time you're buying real estate, especially from orphans, it's because the orphans need the cash. So deep down, you kind of feel a little bit like you're taking advantage of them. If you announce it for 30 days, everyone knows that you're going to buy it. It, it, it was like a little bit embarrassing to buy the land. so It was actually hurting sales. So they stopped in Ardah not because they were experts in business, but because they noticed that people stopped buying it. Okay. When it comes to movables of Alter, um, we appraise them and we could sell them right away. They need the cash you sell right away. He says, no, Rav says you have to wait for a day of the market. Meaning, there were, like, uh, times where everyone gets get together to go to market. You have to sell it then, because that's when you get the best price. So the first opinion says you could just sell it right away, go to a pawn shop. The second reason, no, you have to wait until everyone gets together and goes to the market, because that's when you'll get the best price. The truth is, there's no machloikis of whether you should wait for the market. The answer is very simple. If the day of the market is coming close, and it won't be such a delay, then you should wait for the day of the market. If the day of the market is months away... Then you have to sell right away because uh, the movables might lose value in between. You may not be able to wait because the market, um, the market, you might get hurt if you wait. <laughs> Rav Kahana had beer in his possession of an orphan. <laughs> he waited until the next Yom when everyone we'll get together to sell it. He says even though it begins to spoil and the value does go down by waiting. Maisi It's much easier to sell during the market. There's just much more buyers. So I'd rather wait and get a sure deal, even if it's going to be a little bit less, than to try to sell it now and and potentially potentially not uh, not be able to sell it at all. Okay. Ravina had The Ravina Ravina had his nephew barachdehava. Ravina had his nephews um um his nephews wine, who was an orphan. And Ravine also had his own wines. So he had his own wine, he had his nephew's wine. So, so he was bringing his wine to Sikra on a boat to a certain town to try to sell it. So he asked Ravashi, Can I bring my nephew's wine also? Are we concerned that there's going to be like the boat's going to sink and I'll lose my ne- Meaning, I'm comfortable taking my own wine. Can I also take the orphan's wine? Or do you say, No, you have to be more careful with the orphan's wine than your own? And you can't bring it on a boat because it might come to sell. Sink. Amrali, Zil, he said, No, you could take it. You have to treat the orphan's wine like your own wine. You don't have to be more kid gloves of it. You treat it like yours. If you feel comfortable taking it on a boat, then you could take it on a boat too. All right, let's start the Mishnah. We'll do a little bit of the command, then we'll stop. The Mishnah is now discussing which women get the k'suba. Hamamenes, a woman who does Mian, which we know that means that it was a rabbinic marriage. Married, She's an orphan under bat Mitzvah, and she was married off by her brothers and her mother. Uh, if she nullifies the marriage by doing me and she does not, we're going to see she does not get the ksuva because she sort of initiated the divorce. Hashnia, someone who's a shnia, which is a secondary erva, it's a rabbinic erva, also does not get a because we want to penalize her because we assume more women want to get married than men, so we assume if they're married it's because she pushed it and it's a rabbinic avera. And an islandess, if you find out she's an islandess, it's a mekachtois, so you don't have to give a ksuvah and a mekakhtois, in a paris. Similarly, the husband does not have to pay for the paris. Meaning, um, the husband we know has the right to nixim malug to use the her property. In these cases, she can't demand payment for that usage. Um, first of all, if it's if it's miun, uh, she can't demand payment. Give um... second. So Rashi brings down. Why is it that she can't demand payment by both? So. Rashi says, um, sorry, one second. Yeah, yeah, okay. R- R- Rashi says very simple that uh, Paris is is called it's it's a Tanai Ksuva. It's it's all the obli- all the monetary obligations stem from the k'suba, um, and because they don't get a k'suba, they don't get the Tanai bezin as well. V'loy um, the husband does not have to support them. Uh, again, it's part of the penalty. Uh, for the Shnea and Island of Sosamekhtis, Volibelois, and if the husband uh, wore out some of her clothing, she can't demand payment for that. Now we said before that an islandist that gets married, she doesn't get Ksuba because it's the Mechach But that's only if he didn't know she's an islandist. If he knew she was an islandist, then Yesh LKsuba. Of course, she has a ksubah. Now we talked about that an Almona, uh, that a, a Rabbinic Ereva doesn't have a Ksuba because it's a penalty. It says the Mishnah, In These are all So we know that a Chavei Lavin, the marriage is valid. So the Halachas, Yesham ksuvah, they have a ksuvah. They were not as um, penalizing as them as they were by Rabbinic Erevas. Uh, they still get a ksuvah. Now, we'll start the Gemara. We'll do a little bit. The Mishnah said that a girl who does Mion, Mion means she nullifies the marriage. She does not have a ksuvah. The question is, what if she didn't nullify the marriage? What if he divorced her? Right, The husband can still divorce if he wants. Does she get a if he divorces her? So Rav Tani, Katani Yoytze, Beget, Eimla Rav was Gairus in the Mishnah, that he had in his Mishnah the following line, that if the girl is divorced under bat mitzvah from this marriage, ain't no k'suva, there's no k'suva. Came a menace. And all the more so, mi'un, meaning, Rav holds that not only is mi'un, is there no k'suva, but even if he divorces her, there's also no k'suva. I, I think the reason being is that because this entire marriage is only rabbinic, it's not a real marriage. So because it's not a real marriage, that um, there's no k'suva for it. Now, yeah, meaning it's basically like it's basically it's not a real marriage. It's that tar- that like the rabbanan allowed them to be together without isurim. An interesting way to look at it. That's Rob's take. Shmuel disagrees. He says no. Mamana He says no. He was guards in his mishnah. Only a girl who did meon she doesn't have aksuva because she initiated the divorce. But if he divorced her, Of course, she gets aksuva. So he disagrees. And the Gemara says, This is Shmuel's shita that if a girl gets divorced under bat mitzvah in this marriage, rabbinic marriage, she gets k'suba. Damer Shmuel, If a girl did meon there's no k'suba. But if he divorces her, there is k'suba. If a girl does me and then she's not possible to her husband's brothers, right? Because it's not a divorce; it's it's a nullified marriage. It's as if it, it's it's as if it never happened. So there's no reason to prohibit, right? When you marry a person and then get divorced, you're not allowed to marry her his brothers. But that's only when there's divorce. Over here, there's no divorce. And she's not posled because she was never married. It's as if it never happened. But if he divorces the girl under bar mitzvah, she can't marry his brothers, because they're halakhically divorced. If a girl did miyun, then she doesn't have to wait three months. We know that generally after divorce, you have to wait three months to make sure that there's no question in who the next father is, because if you marry right away someone else, you could become pregnant, and we're not going to know if it's a child from the second husband or the first husband, but that's only when you were halakhically married. meun means you were never married, so you don't have to wait three months. But if you divorce, you have to wait three months. I will stop here and pick it up tomorrow.